baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. Whoa, baby. Whoa, something. Whoa, something. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. Well, yeah. <laughs> that means usually stop, and yeah, I'm sure there's stop. a lot of people think, man, I wish they'd just stop. I wish, I wish they would, whoa, Nelly. <laughs> I wish they'd stop. Sorry, you got an hour of us. That's right. Welcome to The Edge here on Sports Talk 97.7. Mark Kramer and Jamie Foxx here with you today, and we're brought to you by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, 165 North in Monroe, 345 4545 for the best pet care anywhere on the planet or the universe for that matter. Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury. Don't delay. Call Bobby today. You can get Bobby and his staff at 342-1411 and pamper the special person in your life at Spa Nouvelle on Lammy Lane in Monroe. And you can get those fine folks at 807-1060. And get us on the Washita Valley Credit Union hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. Had a lot of great texts yesterday, uh, so keep them coming today as uh, we get into the uh, as we get into the show. Um, Jamie, one of the things that uh, I know they were just talking about it, uh, Aaron and Nick were, but I think it's worth at least discussing for a little bit anyway. And that is uh, this whole thing, and you mentioned it yesterday. We just weren't able to get to it. Uh, by the way, Santoria Black will be joining us at 8.30, I mean, sorry, 9.30, to uh, talk about uh, GSU football and uh, Coach Fobbs' new contract and, and that sort of thing. So San will be here with us at 9.30. So you want to stay tuned for that. And um, But the uh, this thing about Zach Streif being the – they did go ahead and yeah. well, I mean, just yeah. even the thought of it in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. just just yeah. The, the thought of somebody coming right from the field and not being a color guy. Right. You know, I've been a color guy in fo- I'm a color guy in football, uh, in play by play in basketball and baseball, and I couldn't imagine coming say from even if I had been a professional player. There's so much involved, as you well know, in doing games, things you have to do. Uh, how you are able to describe, you know, because it's not just, it's not just your innate knowledge. If, if you have read any articles before about athletes that are trying to make the transition to the booth, they actually, the networks actually send these guys to schools to learn how to handle uh, the the kind of the ins and outs, uh, especially, I mean, a lot of it's on TV, of course, but to handle things like which camera to look at, mm-hmm. um, you know, who to look at when you're doing, trying to talk to the camera. Uh, you know, I think w- when I first started radio uh, 15 years ago, the hardest thing that I had to do that I got from uh, old Don Winston, uh, or my one of my original mentors in radio, he said, "You got to forget that the microphone's there, hmm. because if you're if you're worried about the microphone being right in your face, and it's almost like another person sometimes if you don't if you're not thinking uh, 
like you're just discussing something with somebody. And so with that said, uh, I just find it so unusual that they would, uh, not just the color thing, that would be different, but to even consider taking somebody that's never been in the media at all mm-hmm. and putting them in a play-by-play, especially a big-time play-by-play like the Saints would be, and putting them in there right away, it just kind of boggles my mind. Well, and I think the, most people would say, where's the transition here? Um, as you said, going maybe from like Deuce McAllister, going from off the playing field into the booth as a color analyst and, and working your way up. Um, I think a lot of this is um, being predicated by heartstrings more so maybe than, than uh, everybody. And Jack, Zach Streep was a great interview. He is very intelligent, went to Northwestern yeah. in Chicago, and no one's questioning that. And right, it doesn't have anything to do with his intelligence or his football yeah. knowledge or how he articulates. It's just a different animal when you're doing either radio or TV or both. Well, and you see that uh, you've got the thing that kind of blows me away. You've got somebody kind of already in place down there, Joel Myers, who uh, does the Pelicans, and he's kind of acclimated himself to the city and well-known. And then you had Jim Henderson. I mean, there's a reason why why play-by-play guys stay in their position for a long period of time because it's not a craft that's, uh, it's, that's easily learned. As you said, a lot of times you have to go – a lot of education goes behind it. When to look at the camera. You've got things in your ear, people yep. talking in your ear, which people can be distracting. Um, I certainly couldn't do it with any great acumen. I could, you know, but uh, it takes a little time. Uh, you know, you and Nick White do a lot of play-by-play, and you can attest, particularly if you're even just doing high school, uh, you've got to try to get those uh, advertisements in. It's it's not an easy as easy as it sounds. And uh, for somebody like Zach Streif, who's never really been in the industry, to jump into the booth and do a play-by-play, uh, to me, is a little bit of a stretch. There's a lot of difference, I'm speaking from experience, there's a lot of difference between um, just doing the doing a game. There's a lot more to it than just doing the game itself. I mean, calling the game, whether regardless of which sport you're doing. Like you said, uh, reading all, knowing when to put all the read on, uh, on-air reads in, and to read those, uh, going to a, to a commercial or to a break and coming out of a break, um, signing off and signing on, you know, all of those things uh, are not necessarily scripted all the time. And so there's a lot of these. And then your interaction with your partner, if you have one. And, uh, of course, doing, as you said, doing baseball, most of the time you're doing baseball by yourself. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of time to fill when you're doing a baseball game, it doesn't matter whether it's high school or college. Uh, there's a lot of time to fill in between pitches when foul balls happen. Uh, you, you're not supposed to. One of the rules of thumb: you're not supposed to have more than three or four seconds of dead air. You know, when you're doing uh, a sports game of some sort. Uh, and so, from that standpoint, you have to almost keep talking constantly. Yes. During a foul ball, before the ball comes, you know, the pitcher gets the ball, a new ball back, and is ready to throw another pitch and so that you've got to you know you've got to talk about something and talk about games now let's see fs text in glad we have these texts coming in already on the washington valley credit union text line uh, fs says uh, professional he's got that in quotes professional broadcasters have been complaining about jocks getting into the media since the first jock was hired of course 
we, you know, we wouldn't fall into the professional category anyway, so we don't have to worry about that part. <laughs> Not of it. from an athletic standpoint or broadcasting <laughs> right, standpoint. Right, so we don't yes. have to worry about that part yes. of it. But uh, yes, yeah, there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of um, angst there, a lot of times from uh, people that are, you know, that are announcers, and and you don't have to have, you know, announcing. You have to have knowledge of the game that you're announcing, uh, the sport obviously, and the ins and outs and the intricacies of it. But you don't have to have had to play the game at a high level to especially being a play-by-play guy because being a play-by-play guy and a color guy is two completely different things. You know, when I was taught uh, starting out with high school football, doing rusting games, you know, the guys that taught me, uh, again, Don Winston from uh, the radio station, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, Joe Blyke, one of my good friends, um, Judge Joe Blyke, they were doing the Rustin High broadcast at that time. And they taught me a lot of stuff about the interaction. You never – biggest two rules that they taught me to when I was first starting out was um, don't talk over your partner if you're doing a game. If you're – like I was a color guy, still am. Uh, don't talk over your partner and don't correct them on the air. Oh, no, no, no. And, well, what I mean, what what Joe meant by that was that, and it's very true, even if you're not arguing, if you said, if you were the play-by-play guy, Jamie, and you said, and there's uh, John Smith gets the ball and, and, you know, runs 10 yards for a first down, and it actually was, you know, Bob Jones, not John Smith, then and I go, well, Jamie, that was Bob Smith, that was Bob Jones. And then you say, oh, well, I thought it was John. Well, see, even though we're not arguing, it sounds to the listener like you're kind of going back and forth at each other. Yeah, you don't want to uh, you don't want to show up your partner, so to speak, and, and, and work in tandem with each other as opposed to uh, correcting each other. But it is a, a craft that takes a little bit of time. Uh, to me, I would think play-by-play especially. And of course, Mark, you can speak to this. I mean, I've always been fascinated how you and, and Nick can can do that, can fill that time, particularly in baseball, particularly in baseball and uh, and basketball to some extent. In that you, uh, it's it's a little bit, and it's kind of transition. You know, basketball a little more fast pace, baseball a slower pace, and you have to be able to describe the action and almost paint a picture. That's what you have to do as the play by play guy. Yeah. And uh, Bienville Ritchie texts in, <clears throat> excuse me, and says, uh, it's only a bad thing if he sucks doing it. <laughs> that's very true. If he's great at it, none of us will ever care. And that's true as well. Uh, maybe some people can do it. I think our point is uh, not that we don't think he can do it, but it's just kind of it's unusual. And then the fact that uh, there are a lot of things that you have to know and learn um you almost do it a lot of times as an apprenticeship almost so you can learn the ins and outs of all the other periphery things that are around doing radio or television for um, any kind of sporting event, whether you're by yourself or working with somebody. There's a lot of things that you have to learn that are on the outside of all of this that goes into being able to put on put on a good broadcast well that's true and then again of course you know working as you said getting in and out of breaks and and being able to as i like to say toss 
the the subject matter to your to your right. partner and being able to um, relate to the audience and, and and as you said, paint a picture. Um, some are better than others, obviously, but it, I think the key is experience. I mean, I think um, I think the reason people like Jim Henderson were so successful for so many years is um, number one is he. You saw people come and go. You had Hokie guys on. You had Deuce McAllister. He was able to make the broadcast seamless from one uh, broadcast, which is not easy. Uh, chemistry, I think, has a lot to do with it. That takes time to develop. Uh, I know you and Kyle on the Rustin broadcast uh, and, and Nick Brown, for example, you all have all been together for quite some time. And I think it's just like any profession. You're better at it six six years from the time you started as opposed to when you start. So, again, you don't want to sound like you're bitter, uh, but because Zach Street's a love, maybe one of the most beloved saints of all time. But it's a little different, like you said, just because you love somebody and is a nice guy doesn't necessarily mean – and he may turn out to be the best play-by-play in, in the NFL. I think it, it's going to take some time, and he may be uh, he may be just the guy for the job, but I just think there's some, some other people out there. I would like to have seen this ease from color analyst to play-by-play. That's just – and I think most people feel the same way is, and I think maybe it sounds a little bitter, but there's there's something to be said about uh, earning your stripes. And some and some people will feel more comfortable doing one thing over another also. Um, you know, I feel very comfortable doing play-by-play for basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel as comfortable doing play-by-play for football. Uh, I feel like my abilities because of having played the played football and um, been on the offensive side i think i'm a little better uh, better used in the broadcast as a color guy mm-hmm. uh, because and and my, my coaching background that i think i'm better at a color situation in football uh, because that's kind of my strength is being able to break down things and analyze and and tell everybody because the play-by-play guy describes what is going on and what happened the color guy is supposed to tell the listeners why it happened and how it happened and uh, so as long as you kind of know where your niche is with play-by-play versus color then it makes it more effective uh, when you don't cross over into your other into your partner's space, if you want to put it that well, way. Well, maybe we can encapsulize this in all in, in one statement, uh, one person in particular, Joe Buck. Yeah. When it came to – and nothing against – Joe Buck is a tremendous announcer, tremendous announcer for, for base, baseball. For baseball. Golf. He's lucky he has Troy Aikman in football. Right. And uh, don't let him near a golf course. <laughs> no, and, and, but that's just – that's part of it is, is maybe throwing – and there's – everybody has, whether it be in business or whatever, you have your strengths and your weaknesses – and as they say, know your role. And when you know your role, and if it's your strength happens to be baseball, stick with baseball. Maybe a mighty effort on Fox's part to try to grow Joe Buck into the golf. I don't think he necessarily yeah, was comfortable there. Yeah, they're putting a square peg in a round hole trying to get him. And they've done it three straight years now, and it's right. still not a whole lot better than it was the first year. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we return here on the edge, you can get us on the Washtenaw Valley Credit Union hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. We've already had some great texts this morning. Keep them coming, and Jamie and I will be right back.
want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Sage. Hi, I'm Chris Colbert, owner of Premier Autoplex in Farmerville, and I want to save you time and money. Introducing our upfront pricing program. Make that short drive to Farmerville and you pay what we pay. That's right, you pay what we pay. Plus, get all applicable rebates on many new vehicles, some as much as $10,000 off. We're Northeast Louisiana and Southern Arkansas's Premier Chevy Buick GMC dealer. So come see us at Premier Autoplex, 1001 Sterlington Highway in Farmerville, or shop online at mypremierchevy.com. Music runs deep. In the land where America's music was born. Adventure runs deep. On endless acres of woods, water, and wildlife. History runs deep. From civil war to civil rights to space exploration. Mississippi runs deep. So come experience it for yourself. Follow our music trails to the birthplace of the blues, the father of country music, and the king of rock and roll. Explore our rich history and culture in dynamic museums that bring the past to life. Play all day on our lakes, streams, and golf courses. Then play all night at a luxurious casino resort. Mississippi runs deep. So don't just get your feet wet, dive in deep. Start planning your Mississippi experience today at visitmississippi.org. The Louisiana Peach Festival Blue Ribbon Dinner Dance Party will be held June 21st at 6 p.m. at Ruston Artisans. For details, visit louisianapeachfestival.org. Size, speed, strength, agility. These are all tools you need if you want to go far. But when it comes to your car, you're going to need a lot more tools than that. Luckily, AutoZone has your back with the free Lona Tool program. Check this out. You can choose from over 100 specialty tools to help you get the job done right, free of charge. So from brake jobs to engine rebuilds, just get the one you need, leave a deposit, bring it back when you're done. It's really that simple. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Hi, I'm Jason Greer of Greer Tank and Welding in Fairbanks, Alaska. We get some pretty tough conditions here, like wind, snow, and extreme cold, which is probably why the Post-it Notes folks came and gave us a bunch of their new Post-it Extreme Notes to test out, and they didn't disappoint. I've stuck them on all sorts of rough surfaces, like brick, wood, and concrete. And I have to say, these things really help me communicate with my team on the job. Post-it Extreme Notes, water-resistant with Durahold paper and adhesive. They're tailored for tough. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. You're not doing it with Terry Waldrop this morning. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, hopefully, he's, let's see, it's uh, 520 in Hawaii where Terry Waldrop <laughs> is, so I hope he's, I hope he's asleep. Uh, I heard from him yesterday, and uh, he's still waking up at uh, 3.30 or 4 in the morning because of the time change. He hasn't acclimated yet. So Well, he was I, talking a good game about calling into the show, but you see how how that's gone so yeah, far. Here so, we are Wednesday. And so so anyway. I hope he's sleeping at this particular time. 
Jamie, I wanted to get into something that, uh, you know, has kind of uh, gotten to be a cultural thing in athletics, in professional athletics especially. And that is, and I'm going back to, and I'm, the reason I'm thinking about it is, all the talk, you know, there's everything now is Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard in the NBA. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, where's he going? How many all-stars are you going to put with him? Is he going to be with LeBron James and, you know, all of this kind of stuff with the Lakers and all that. But you hear the quote, and it's not just basketball. It's it's all the other sports, too. Uh, I mean, look at the Yankees. You know, the Yankees have Aaron Judge. They got Giancarlo Stanton. You know, everybody, they sign everybody and his dog because they've got so much TV money right. in New York and there's no salary cap in baseball. But you hear this quote from all of these big-time free agents in all the different sports. The Kawhi Leonard thing just brought it more to my mind. And that is, well, I want to go somewhere where I have a chance to win a championship. Well, you know what? Everybody does. Sure. Everybody does. Why are you so special just because you're a good player? What makes you special that you've got to go somewhere where you can win a championship? I just get real. What gives them the right to feel like they're that special that they have to go? What's wrong with going somewhere and helping build the franchise back up sure. to where, I mean, you know, in the in the past, um, you had draft picks in, again, all three of the sports where I can remember going back to baseball. I can remember the Montreal Expos. They were horrible for years they were bad back in the you know in their infancy back in the in the 60s and into the 70s into the 70s no and then all of a sudden in their own farm system right they came up with andre dawson warren cromartie and larry as they the announcer in in uh montreal always said larry walker (laughs) but you had those guys pedro martinez right came up as an expo um Randy Johnson came up as an expo. Gary Carter. Gary Carter. All of these guys came up as they, and all of a sudden they had because they stuck with it. These guys went to this team as draft picks and ended up being just unbelievably good for a certain amount of time until Montreal couldn't afford to keep all of them uh, money wise because of their attendance and then had to get rid of some of them. But anyway, my point is that. You just don't see somebody say, hey, you know what? I'm going to meet the challenge, and I'm going to go here, and I'm going to try to, with with help from other people, uh, I'm going to try to help revamp this this, uh, franchise. But it's always, I just get so tired of hearing, well, I want to go somewhere where I can win a championship. Well, every player in your league, whatever league it is, every player in your league wants to win a championship. Why are you anything special? Well, and of course, I know I think differently than a lot of these professionals and so really? forth because I don't. Well, I don't have seventy-five million dollars to worry about. Ellis Valentine and Tim Raines. That's thank right. you, FS. Thank you, FS. Exactly. Got to add those to it. That was basically an entire the Expos uh, in the '80s was basic in late '70s was an all-star team from top to bottom. And that came through their farm system. Yeah, and uh, they ended up winning championships with other teams, but, uh, but they made the playoffs a few times. In fact, they probably 
it was the strike shortened year, mm-hmm. they were way ahead of everybody, and then they played a split season and didn't end up making it uh, past the playoffs. But um, anyway, thanks FS for that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, how could you forget Ellis Valentine? Jeez. But here's the thing: um, what I would think is, if I'm LeBron James, for example, okay, I'm thinking I want to go to either Utah, Miami. Dallas, Houston. Why? Denver. No state income tax. Plus, it's unfortunate that people yeah, think that way. I think yeah. that way. Yeah, but I think if I'm going to be making seventy-five to one hundred seventy-five million dollars, I'm going to try to protect every penny I can. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But he's wanting to maybe, and he's won a championship. But I think. Um, well, I'm talking about these other guys, and I know Kawhi. Yeah. You know, Kawhi Leonard's been with the Spurs, and they've they've been very successful. I the Spurs also, yeah. Yeah, but you hear you hear the football. You know, you hear football guys and and the baseball free agents. You hear the same thing out of them. Yeah. You know, oh, I want to go to a team where I can win a championship. Well, you know what? There's a whole bunch of other players in your league that also would like to do that as well. Well, let's say with the team that's got a pretty good base right now, uh, although no one's been able to make it work in Oklahoma City. But maybe I'm crazy, but where would you rather live, Oklahoma City or New York? Well, for me, I'd rather live in Oklahoma City. Maybe I'm crazy, but, yeah, I mean. There's a lot of these guys, too. Again, we're talking about all the sports here. There's a lot of these guys – uh, and, of course, a lot of it comes from their agents, and that is that they worry about the marketing part mm-hmm. of it. You know, they're going to get more exposure marketing-wise because, as we discussed the other day, Jamie, uh, the average fan a lot of times doesn't realize that most of the time, not all the time, but depending on how popular they are and what kind of guy they are and how marketable a certain player, because even some all-star players aren't marketable because of either their personality or their reputation. But they uh, are worried about how much money they make in endorsements because a lot of these guys make way more money in endorsements than they do in salary. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have to be the highest paid player in their particular sport because they're making sometimes two and three times their salary in endorsement money. And I know I saw an article yesterday uh, about the shoe companies are already trying, and apparel companies are already jockeying back and forth, uh, trying to, I believe the NBA draft is tomorrow. Yeah, it is tomorrow. And they're already jockeying back and forth, trying to sign some of the guys that are going to go in the first five to ten picks uh, to apparel and shoe contracts. Exactly. But I guess I look at, a little bit differently and there's there's ways to be successful right i mean you either got to make a bunch of money but if you're in a new york or los angeles you're going to have to pay some pretty heavy duty taxes um but of course the opportunities supposedly are greater in, in those markets i am of the opinion i mean if cleveland of all places i don't think it's really hurt lebron james's marketability living in cleveland ohio or being from akron ohio there's there's ways you can either cut expenses I mean, I would like to make it. If let's just say I made sixty thousand dollars a year, I'd much rather try to make that sixty thousand dollars a year here, or in Ruston, or in West Monroe, or Sterlington, or somewhere like that, than try to make that work even in Dallas. I mean, it's just your where do your, and, and I think you're right. I think 
they look at marketing. Um, I sent you something the other day, uh, yesterday, about supporting local, which we're huge. This station is huge on supporting yes. local retailers and people that make their money here. Why? Because you can talk to any economist. The the dollar here exponentially grows if you spend it locally. And I don't know how that necessarily translates to NFL or NBA salaries, but I'm simply saying if you have if you have somebody here who is, you know, investing in the local market, it, it does, as they say in the Bible, it does come back to you tenfold. And these players who want to go uh, you know, I, I know LeBron James is going to probably chase the dollars to someplace like Los Angeles or Houston, um, maybe a market like that. Um, long term, you know, I don't know how that really works out. But like you said, a lot of them are looking for things past basketball. And maybe that's what LeBron James is thinking uh, really in the long term is, I want to know what I'm going to do after my career is over. Well, I, like I said, my main – thrust of this conversation was just the fact I get so tired of hearing all of these guys and in, in, again in all the sports uh, when they talk to the media and they're talking about where they might land as far as big, and like I said the Kawhi Leonard thing just is being getting so much hype right now that's what brought it to my mind because it's all you know well I want to go somewhere where I can win a championship well you know that's why we're having Toronto uh, wants to win a championship. Yeah, Toronto would like to win a playoff game. Right. Uh, but that's why we have so many mediocre teams now in our major sports leagues, and we're real top-heavy with the really good teams. There's maybe five or six that have a legit chance at winning a championship, and then there's everybody else after that. Well, you know that everybody else after that teams or group, they would like to win a championship too. Uh, but, you know, it's just um, – it's it's almost like these all-stars in all these sports now uh, think that they have almost like a God-given right to win a championship. Well, you know, there's a lot of other players in your league that would also like to do the same thing. So just because you're an all-star type player doesn't mean that you have some, you know, some vintage right to be able to do that. So and, – and you made a good point, and we'll say it right here again – and that is that we mention our sponsors all the time because we wouldn't be on the air without them. And uh, we are so thankful for everybody that advertises on all of our shows. So we always appreciate when, uh, as Sean said yesterday on uh, the sports company, when you do go to one of our sponsors, just tell them that you, you heard their ad on one of the shows because that always reinforces the fact that they're advertising dollar is working here on 97.7 and we are brought to you by dr david weber north monroe animal hospital 165 north in monroe and mr bobby manning attorney at law specializing in criminal defense wrongful death and personal injury don't delay call bobby today 342-1411 and spa nouvelle on lammy lane in monroe 807-1060 and gb cooley reminds you to support a worthwhile cause and that is the louisiana Special Olympics. We'll be back with Santoria Black right after this. 
How do you like to spend your weekend? All work, no play? Get the most out of summer with a Hustler Raptor starting at $25.99. Here's Richie McKinney. Hustler mowers are built stronger and perform faster, allowing you more time to do the things you love. Right now, McKinney's has the Hustler Raptor for only $25.99. That's with a 42-inch welded steel deck and 22-horsepower Kohler engine, and you can finance with 0% for 42 months. Stop by McKinney's today, your outdoor superstore in Ruston, model number 93-5742, financing for qualified buyers. This is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge inviting you to our moving sale. We're moving into our new dealership and we've got to reduce what we have to move. We've got 18 Journey SE with Black Top Edition and Popular Equipment Group for only $19.9. 18 Chargers with the Black Top Appearance is only $24.9. Get an 18 Chrysler 300 Touring for only $25.9. And get an 18 Jeep Cherokee Latitude Plus for only $19.9. We've also got great deals on demos, so don't miss our moving sale and huge discounts at Brennan Dodge and Ruston. Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811. Louisiana One Call. Hi, Kevin from High Tech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. Don't miss out on huge savings as we celebrate our 40th birthday. Wow, 40 years since my dad founded our company. Prices have never been better during our celebration. See us today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City for your new home. Are your legs tired and weak? Are you able to walk less than you used to or want to? How about sore, achy feet at the end of the day? These symptoms could be peripheral arterial disease or PAD. When in doubt, please check it out. Call a heart, lung, and vascular clinic location near you today to schedule an appointment. 329-1900. Dr. Borders has clinics in West Monroe, Monroe, and Winsboro and offers outpatient vascular procedures for your care and convenience. Call the heart, lung, and vascular clinic today. 329-1900. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back. Jamie Foxx, Mark Kramer here with you on The Edge here on Sports Talk 97.7. Now joined by our good buddy, Santoria Black. Good morning, sir. Greetings and salutations. How are you? <laughs> We're good. I like that. That was nice. We that just saw hard. the NBA problems. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, Sam, one of the biggest things, I know you said that Coach Fobbs was over in Italy, so it uh, might be a little tough to get him on the show, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, we are the last thing he's thinking about if he's over in Italy, uh, probably enjoying some time off before they get back and kind of get rolling with starting, uh, starting camp in about a month or so. But, uh, you know, he got rewarded with uh, a new contract, rightfully so. Uh, talk about uh, the details a little bit and, um, and just overall the faith that the school has shown in, in him with uh, the progress that he's made with the program. Well, you know, when you look at Coach Fobbs and what he has done over the past several years that he's been here at Grambling, his record speaks for itself. And I think that when you look at, you know, his new contract, 
and him being able to be signed, and I think through 2022 now, it really does make things a little bit more solid because now you don't have to go into this year worrying about, you know, hey, this is last year of his contract or anything like that. Now you're all the way through 2022. I think that's really big, not only from the standpoint of consistency with the football program, but I think also in recruiting because now all of a sudden when you're going out and you're talking to recruits, you're not talking to someone who, you know, He's gonna his contract is up in four, in three or four months or next year. You know you're talking about in you know another four years, and so that's really big. And you know President Gallo said it best. He's done everything that he's he's needed to do and supposed to do and more in getting this program to where it was when he first got here to where it is now. Winning a Celebration Bowl, he went back again this year. He's won a couple of SWAC titles now, and so that's what he's done. He's brought this program from where where it was you know a few years back to where it, when he took over, they were, it was in terrible shape. And now he's brought this program to where it's in national prominence. And you can see that by some of the signees that he's getting. Sand, you and I talked about this the other day. And, um, you know, the, the university as a whole, I mean, you mentioned President Gallo. And, of course, now uh, Coach Fobb signed up for another four years. But, and now you've seen the, the upsurge in both men's and women's basketball. Uh, all the programs as a whole, baseball, Coach Cooper, would you say let's let's take your put your fan hat on for just a minute if you will and would you say that right now Grambling is is, is a good a place as it's been in the last 25 years? Uh it definitely is 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 definitely on the upswing. I think the year that we won the Commissioner's Cup, which I want to say it was back in 2012 right around in there 2013, uh we were at a very good place there as well. Um, and so, you know, you, you measure your success by the championships that you win, how much you're contending, and it's definitely uh, been a great year in athletics, you know, and, in, you know, our next step is to, you know, co- you compete for the Sadie McGee Award and the Commissioner's Cup. Uh, that's what you want to do with your athletic program, and we've been to that point before, and, you know, and I think that with the coaching staff that we have now, you know, you're going to get back to that point again. Soccer with uh, – uh, Coach Wager is is extremely good. I mean, you went from a one and eleven campaign to eleven and one, just a game away from winning the the championship and going to the NCAA tournament. Baseball, you were right there. You know, you win that game, you go to the NCAA tournament, and then of course you've got football. You've got men's basketball who won a regular season crown. Women's basketball who won the tournament and went to the NCAA tournament second postseason appearance consecutively. So you know that's those are things are really really huge. And so now. It's just getting everybody else to come up a little bit more and and uh, winning the, a couple more championships and you know you're right there winning that uh, that commissioner's cup again. But this is definitely one of the best places that we've seen in athletics in, in a long time. Um, you know, at least in the last you know six seven years before we you know when we won that commissioner's cup. But uh, you know this is really something great. You know you can see that a lot of the programs are competing now, not just mm-hmm. just to stay in the race, but they are competing now for a championship. Yeah, I always say, Sam, there's a there's a difference between fielding a team and building a program. And uh, I think the football, I think you'd agree, the football program, uh, and this is true in any school, kind of sets the bar for the rest of the athletic program. If they have success there and they're getting a lot of publicity there and they're getting a lot of, uh, you know, high-quality recruits from different parts of the country where your brand is getting put out there in different areas of the country – then that just breeds success uh, all mm-hmm. the way from that's the football is like, you know, you always hear about the chain of command that starts, you know, if you're good at the top, it filters down. I think if you've got 
that kind of success that Coach Fobbs has had in football, that it does filter down to the rest of the athletic program because the bar of success gets set high. Yeah, and, and let me tell you, it really starts with good coaches. you got to make sure that you have some great coaches in order to make sure that you're getting your kids to the next level because it's, it's more than just – Okay, well, we've got some, you know, players, and you know, you've got, you know, coaches who have been successful in other places, but they've got to put a program in place that is going to make sure that the the players that they have, they're able to get the best out of them, and that's what you see in a lot of cases with our with our teams here on campus is that these coaches have really been able to not only bring a lot of a lot out of their players, but going out and get certain players, and then having the right chemistry in place in order to make sure that these these kids can compete. And that's what it's all about. The more that these kids are having are, they have good chemistry with their coaches, that they're really playing well, the practice levels are different, you look at how their conditioning is, it's different. All of those things, it makes a huge difference in how they're looking. Saying talking about uh, you know, getting nationwide attention and attracting the you know, the brand itself. Uh, one of the neat things about the summer is it's always great to see who Grambling may be bringing in from a, uh, in this case, a Florida, a tight end from Florida, but also uh, talk a little bit about the, the three free agents, Trent Scott, Montrell Meander, and Martez Carter. Uh, talk about uh, the Grambling brand uh, sold itself because those three have signed uh, free agents contracts. Yeah, when you look at that, you know, Martez Carter is with the uh, Redskins right now and, and doing well. You know, they're impressed with what he's done at camp, and that's that's all part of it. You know, you start looking at how your program is doing, especially in football, and you see more and more NFL scouts coming here and looking at the brand of Grambling. So this makes – every year Fox has been here now, he's had someone that signed in the NFL. That's huge. And not just, you know, signing, you know, here and there, but he's had some kids that have really gone on and made a difference. And I think that, that speaks volumes to what this program is doing. The NFL scouts are noticing that this program is different and these players are conditioned different. And so now that the players have the opportunity, they've been on the stage nationally in order to showcase their talents, the NFL scouts have been impressed with what they've done. So now it's time for them to go out there and show that the Grambling brand is what it is. It is a national brand. And I think that's what's really starting to show uh, these NFL scouts are starting to come back, and you can hear them. They say, you know what, this is the old Grambling on a, in a new style. This is what it's all about because we're seeing a lot of these kids. And, you know, you didn't see a ton of that, you know, four or five years ago. You see that now. And that's what this is what is really starting to build that brand. And you're also seeing more television opportunities for the Grambling Tigers. And with television, brings that national exposure. And, you know, we all know this. The more that you're on TV, the more your admissions go up, your admission, uh, your recruiting goes up, not only in your team but also at your school. Those numbers continue to rise. Saying, let's talk about this year's team. Of course, lost a lot on the offensive side from last year. Talk about some of the the newcomers and what we can expect this year uh, from Grambling football. Well, I tell you what, you got a lot coming in uh, for Grambling State University this year. Of course, you did lose a lot. You know, you lost uh, your your guys with Devontae Kincaid. You lost your Martez Carters. You did lose a Trent Scott. You lost quite a few guys on the offensive line. But I think when you start looking at some of these guys that are coming in and coming back, it really is going to be uh, something to behold. Now, you look at uh, some of the wide receivers right now, uh, some newcomers. You talked about a newcomer in, uh, you know, Donald Johnson. And you know, have you seen him, Mark, from Rustin High School? Yes, you know, with super some, fast. Uh, with, a track exactly, guy playing football. 
Exactly. And so when you talk about, you know, the type of kid that he is, he could come in and, you know, with really training and getting what he needs to do, you know, he could be a very good addition to this program. Um, you got Lindamian Brooks will be coming back. Devon Lindsay is uh, coming back. You know, he was hampered with some injuries last year, and to see him coming back is great. Um, Malik Rout is coming back. He's one of the speedsters. He's from Tucker, Georgia. And, you know, while he's small in stature, very, very quick, very fast. Uh, Quentin Geis, who gave some great time right there out of Neville High School, he'll be coming back as well. Um, so you got some kids. And then one great addition. Now, he didn't play last year. He was injured right before the two-lane game. But when you talk about somebody that can really make a, in an impact this year, and that's Raylon Richardson, who's out of Atlanta, Georgia. He's a redshirt sophomore, hurt last year right before the two-lane game. He's six foot four. He's 195. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. And they're really looking for him and his size to make a difference in that wide receiver core. Yeah, I can tell you from watching him for three years, uh, Donald Red Johnson, if he was a little taller like you were just describing, uh, if he was a little taller, as fast as he is, and as good as hands as he are, as he has, uh, he would have gotten really scooped up uh, by a lot of people. He is going to be a big find uh, for Grambling, I can tell you. Oh yeah, there's no question about that. When you uh, look at Sam, the, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say when you when you look at that, um, you know, Mark. In a lot of cases, you see coaches that at times pass over some players because it doesn't really fit their size requirements or it doesn't fit how that player is. And then all of a sudden they just start busting out of the seams. And you're just like, wow, where did he come from? Well, he's always been there. But, you know, that's where coaching, really good coaching comes into play is being able to take players like that and getting the best out of them. And I'm telling you, with the type of practice uh, practices that Coach Bob's run and the program that he runs, I'm telling you, this team is going to really, really be something else. Sam, you talked a little bit about – you know, we uh, talked earlier about uh, the recruiting class itself, and uh, one that really uh, got my attention was a, uh, a signee out of Mobile by the name of uh, Maurice Robinson. And uh, there's no question he had some SEC offers, and uh, maybe he may come in as a quarterback defensive back out of Murphy High School there in Mobile. Uh, you saw the kid uh, in this year's class, Cecil Cherry, who actually signed with Texas originally, uh, going to make a difference, I think, at that linebacker position. But talk a little bit about uh, a transfer that just came in from Florida. I believe Khalif Jackson is his name. Uh, talk a little bit about him and maybe where he might fit into the offense. <laughs> He'll fit in right away. You know, uh, when you sign from Florida and you go to an FCS school, you are immediately eligible. Um, and that's the thing. You, when you look at the number of SEC transfers that have come in to Grambling, it's not a surprise. So now you've got Khalif Jackson coming in, tight end. And so what that does, it really gives you a huge step now on that tight end side because they've, they've moved a couple of players around, and now you've got uh, Khalif coming in, sophomore, uh, redshirt sophomore graduate transfer. He'll have two years of eligibility left when he hits this campus. And then you look at other guys, you know, that have come in here from the SEC and big-time schools. Anthony Mullins, who is still playing, came from uh, Mississippi. Right. So, you know, you look at what he's going to be able to I think Mississippi State. Then you've got mm-hmm. Cecil Cherry. You just talked about him. Came out of Texas. I think he went to Cahoma Community College. And so these are guys that are immediate impact guys that are really mm-hmm. going to show this up. And what is this doing? I, talk, I text Coach Fobbs, and I told him, I said, look, pretty soon SEC coaches are going to start saying, hey, hey, you're going to stay out of here because he's snatching up some quality talent 
from Southeastern Conference schools. And what this says is that it doesn't matter what school you go to. If you go to a successful program, you will be able to shine, and NFL scouts and professional scouts will find you. And I think that's what this is showing. And it's also teaching student-athletes you do not have to go to an SEC school to be successful and get into the league. Well, Sam, good stuff. We appreciate it very much, and uh, have a good one. Absolutely. Thank you very much, and uh, looking forward to seeing y'all soon. Thanks, Thanks buddy. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, Santoria Black on uh, Grambling State University, and uh, they've got uh, – They lost a lot. But they have a lot coming. a lot coming in. A lot coming back, and, and I think, uh, again, good things are in the offing again this year for Tiger football. We'll go ahead and take our last break and be back, and we'll wrap this thing up on a Wednesday. Jamie Foxx, Mark Kramer here with you on the edge, as Terry says. Be back un momento. Test drive award-winning and trusted vehicles at Ryan Honda in Monroe. Like the all-new 18 Honda Accord, named 2018's North American Car of the Year. How about an 18 Honda CRV? Named Kelly Blue Book's Best Buy Award winner for Best Small SUV Crossover for 2018. You put your trust in Honda, and you can rely on Ryan Honda. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Co. Inc. Named North American Car of the Year, January 2018. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call one 800 345-6644. I am Jessica Ledoux, member and employee for Ouachita Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Ouachita Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washita Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland Parishes. We know you have a choice when it comes to your finances, and to us, you're not just a member. So if you live, work, worship, attend school, or own a business in Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, 
Morehouse, Washita, or Richland Parish, let Washita Valley provide you with excellent service and secure financial well-being. Membership eligibility required. Member NCUA. Your opinion don't matter. It's a maniac. It's gonna step on whomever. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And we are back and better than ever, and we are having fun well, we're, here we're, on the edge. We're back and glad to be breathing. Right, yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. And we're uh, glad to be here with you on this Wednesday morning here on the edge and uh, just have a few minutes left here in the show. And, and uh, the weather is wreaking havoc with the as it did with a lot of the regionals and super regionals in the college in college baseball and the College World Series. Again, canceled again uh, the nighttime uh, matinee done last night. Uh, Arkansas, they ended up just throwing footballs in the outfield last night, as I saw in some film. So uh, Arkansas and Texas Tech have still yet to play. I believe they're supposed to play at noon uh, today, is, is my understanding. But how about Mississippi State? The story, the story of the Unbelievable. Postseason. They were a strike from being eliminated a long time ago, and here they are now. Uh, putting a getting an eight run eighth inning, and just putting a whipping on North Carolina, uh, twelve to two, and ended up now they are in that side of the bracket. They're the only undefeated team in that side of the bracket. Oregon State has a loss, and Carolina has a loss. They'll now end up playing each other uh, for in an elimination game, and then you've got Arkansas. And Texas Tech have yet to play that winner's bracket game. And like I said, I think it's at noon today. And then uh, Florida is the other team with a loss. They'll be awaiting the loser of Arkansas and Texas Tech. Mark, can we finally put to bed that Gary Henderson is going to be the next head coach of Mississippi yeah, State? Yeah, you know, I mean, we've talked about it for a week or so now. And I mean, after this, I mean, you you got all this. Yeah, even if they end up losing their next two games and getting put out and don't get to the finals, uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. You know, I always find it interesting when athletic administrators come out sometimes way too early and put, I guess, what I would call a definitive statement out there. In other words, we're going to do this instead of kind of leaving the door open for uh, a fluid situation possibly to change or maybe a new candidate kind of floating in that they didn't expect in some kind of a coaching search. But when you come out and, and say, you know, hey, we're looking for this, this is all we're going to take, and that's it, and then something changes, then you kind of have to – they have to kind of crawfish back on it and kind of go, well, you know, this, and then and it kind of makes them look bad. But when you come out and say, well, we're not going to hire anybody except somebody that has Omaha experience, well, guess what? Most of those guys, if not all of them, are already coaching someplace. And so, uh, to me, now that Mississippi State has had that, they were 2-7, and seven, Jamie, 2-7 yep. and seven 
at the after nine games, and then they had the coaching change, and they're where they are now, undefeated. This about halfway through the College World Series, and how can you not if you're going to worry about Omaha experience? Well, you know what? Now your coach sitting in the dugout has Omaha experience. So how can you discount him? Not only does he have Omaha experience, he has prior SEC experience. Right, because he was with Kentucky for a long time. Right. So, I mean, he's been around uh, season. The players really enjoy. You know, I don't know if that's providing extra impetus for for State's performance, but uh, it just goes to show you, Mark, uh, you don't necessarily have to be, um, as as Stan said about the – you don't necessarily have to be at an Alabama, LSU, or an SEC school – to prove your your medal as a coach, because look who Rice hired as their new head coach. Yeah, the Tennessee Tech guy. Right, uh, Braga, I think is how you pronounce his name. Right. So I mean, it just goes to show there's a lot of great coaches out there that uh, have earned their stripes and now getting opportunities at quote unquote bigger schools. Although Rice is only about three thousand students. Yeah, it's like it's, a small. It's like a big high school. Yeah, and Wayne Graham. Uh, you know, I know it's it's easy right now with him heading out the door. It's easy to throw sand, but. Uh, what a tremendous job he did for so many years. You could say you could say that Braga is the second coach that Rice has had in forty years. Exactly. <laughs> That's that, kind of weird to say that, but and if I'm Rice, I'm kind of I'm kind of holding that as a, a medal of honor. I, I really oh, would. Yeah. Um, I really think that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, nowadays to see coaches stay at a school that long. Um, and, and, you know, it can't be the easiest school to recruit to, Rice. Well, uh, yeah, they have yeah. academic standards that so people tough. have to meet yeah. because it is a very high academic. I remember at Conference USA Media Days a few years ago, we were Nick Brown and I were interviewing the football coach at the time. David from, Bailiff. From Rice. Yeah, yeah David Bailiff. And, and he, during the interview, he said, he said he's humbled every day because when he goes to practice, all of his players are smarter than he is yeah. well, <laughs> because of the yeah. academic, the academic parts of it. So he said it's always it was always intimidating for him to go to practice because his players were smarter than he is. Yeah, yeah. and David Bailiff uh, was at Texas State and then got and did a did a, I think an admirable job at Rice. I think he was there ten years, and uh, you know of course now uh, they brought in the uh, Mike Bloomgreen, the uh, offensive coordinator at Stanford. Yeah. So he's used to recruiting those academic requirements. But uh, getting back to the, the College World Series and, and Mississippi State, um, I like, you know, w- wouldn't that be something if State in Arkansas or State in uh, – yeah, they're on opposite sides of the Florida, bracket. for example. Yeah, as we, wind, as we wind things up today, uh, you know, the committee, we've accused the committee of bracketing things to where not too many SEC teams could all make it all the way. Well, you know what? There's six teams left because Texas is out and Washington is out. There's six teams left, and guess what? Half of the teams are SEC teams, Florida, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and then there's no other conference that has more than one. You've got the Big 12 with Texas Tech, the ACC with North Carolina, and the Pac-12 with Oregon State. So You know, I don't think Oregon State's going to make it this year to the finals. I like Texas Tech to maybe. Uh, Texas Tech, I'm telling you, Arkansas strong. is going to have their hands full uh, with Texas Tech. But we'll check them out at noon today, and when we come on tomorrow, we'll have a whole new set of of circumstances so we appreciate you listening to the edge here today and um, again our title sponsor dr david weber north monroe animal hospital mr bobby manning attorney at law been a great show today thanks for all the good texts and appreciate santoria black coming on 
and sharing with us. Uh, hopefully we'll have Anna Claire Thomas from Louisiana Tech football will join us tomorrow here on The Edge. So for John Tabor back in the studio and Jamie Fox, I'm Mark Kramer. Thank you for listening to The Edge here on Sports Talk 97.7. Don't live life safe. Live it on The Edge, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single week.